interest of time. Oh, we're on. We're just going to start recording. We're done talking about how Dee has certain preferences for how she eats her bone. She needs to be laying on top of some An someone's, tote bag. <laughs> someone's clothing, article of clothing or bag is what she prefers. I don't, I can't tell what she's going to do. She's going to get what she wants. She'll get annoyed that we're not paying attention to her. Every time we record, we have to like settle her, her down and <laughs> give her something there to she do. Goes. Ah, there we go. There she goes. That She's into yeah. it. So she needs like some sort of bag on top <laughs> of a rug. Now she's going to have at that bone. I'm going to take it. I've had this <laughs> bone for five years. I'm going to take care of it today. Five years? <laughs> she had the bone for a while. Yeah. What? Yeah. Several of those bones that she has, she has an antler that she's had for at least four or five years. Is that normal? Um, I mean, she's not a dog that like, like destroys things. She's, she's, you know, relatively if methodical. I something that I was trying to eat for four <laughs> years, <laughs> I think I would have given up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We haven't even started drinking yet. Oh. Um this is Pancake Town the podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Michelle. Um I don't have coffee or tea or anything. Oh, well what the shit. We were at a coffee I place. I know. We've had an interesting morning that we won't go into. Because oh, I'll go into oh, it. Oh, we could never mind. record where we were planning on recording because, because of children. There are too many children. Because of children. So also we were relegated to this tiny little table because oh my there god. were oh my god. three women with their two children. I guess I don't know how I that think worked. there were there no, I think there ended up being Oh, there ended up being more. I but think there ended up being three ladies and four children. So before you got there though, oh no. There were three ladies. Um, split up between four tables. Oh, and not only b between four tables, they were split up between four tables that sat ten people total. Yeah. So three two tops like, why and a four they top. Sitting at the same table, they were literally handing. When I walked in, they one woman was sitting by herself at a four top table. Yeah, handing another lady something who was sitting at the table two feet away from her. But they were herself. having a conversation they were and it was so loud oh because they weren't sitting God. next to each other. And then the kids, oh, we couldn't record there. We had they were taking up, if, if, if I were to say that that coffee shop space that we were in was 400 square feet, mm -hmm. they were taking up at least 200 square feet of it. Sure. With the physical area that they were not allowing other people to use. It was a lot. I, I don't see why you wouldn't want to hang out at someone's house. At that I point. don't see why you wouldn't be completely mortified to be bothering literally every single human being in the room. But isn't it also partially the coffee shop's fault for having Absolutely. that toy area? Absolutely. Yeah, we said something to the barista. We were like, so... This isn't entirely your fault, but like <laughs> the fact that well, I think he wanted to know what, you know, if we were leaving. Or, he know, also asked we me when recording. I said something about them, when I was like, um, those ladies are assholes. He was like, <laughs> he said, 
he was like, did they say something to you? And I was like, oh, you think that in order to be an asshole, <laughs> you have to have like verbally attacked someone? I'm saying they're assholes in the regular everyday fashion of parents, which is they believe the world revolves around them. And the fact that there is two bins of toys in the front means that this is their personal daycare. I, and that's kind of on the and coffee that shop. that is absolutely on the coffee shop. It was a lot of, they had a lot of toys. Oh, and, and the there's like a little and the, area. Uh, there's a and toy area. Also the fact that like, and all of you that have children right now can fucking speak up if you want to, but I'm very sorry. The fact that you people, you people bring your small insane loud children to these public places and ignore them it's, oh, it's one true thing, they weren't paying it is attention. one thing for yeah. you to be actively engaging with your own child in a person in a public space right well, it is one I was thing here for you to be like i brought my child and they want to the fucking coffee shop be you're teaching public. them yeah. how to have sure. manners and drink out of a fucking cup and, and play with other people, people's yeah. toys and yeah. share with another child these three women were acting as if none of those children belonged to them that's true yeah. like no no acknowledgement i mean was being two paid. of them had their backs to the kids. absolutely there was a child that was literally like talking to two strangers at another table. Oh, really? And, did you see that? The nah, people next to us? To where the baby was just like walking around. Like, I'm like, I could kidnap this child right now. I have the inclination, like for you, those of you that have children, <laughs> the inclination for me, a person that would never kidnap someone's child, the inclination to kidnap someone's child just to prove a point. Okay, we've never had this conversation. Very strong. But um I've said to Steve several times, I think we should kidnap this kid Absolutely. over here to see if their parents notice and I want, teach them a lesson. Oh, I, I say that all the I time. Want, I do it uh, ev I almost no, every time I see children that are just issues. I really want to just pick that child up, calmly walk out the front door and see and turn a timer on. And see how long it takes you selfish assholes to realize that your own child has been abducted because you are an asshole. I I thought that it was that was just me and my weird issues with um my mom was constantly afraid that I was going to be kidnapped yeah. as a kid. Yeah. And so like she didn't make people that, need like, to be constantly afraid that their children me. are gonna be kidnapped. People yeah. need to be so people should be so <laughs> I am so worried about my dog barking and that is my dog that is that is a dog whose future behavior and the lessons i'm teaching her don't matter <laughs> yeah. in relation to society you're you're teaching a human being that it is fine to do whatever the fuck you want whenever the fuck you want to do it those women at that coffee shop are teaching their children the last time we went teaching them that they are magical gifts to the universe and that these two women that just walked in the door who want to simply get into the building should stop, pay him attention, dote over him, instead of get the fuck out of my way, I want a coffee, little boy. Like, you're teaching him 
to be the 18-year-old frat boy that believes that women should do whatever he wants. That sounds extreme, but it is very true. It's how human behavior works. If you think that coddling your little baby is you giving them a wonderful childhood and teaching them that everyone loves them and everybody's sweet and their mother's a magical angel, you're teaching them to be very selfish. Mm-hmm. And You've had this like built up for a while huh? those pe- those women this morning <laughs> pissed me off a lot they pissed me off a lot and i hate it because they they also they pissed me off on so many levels but they pissed me off on another level of the being so presumptuous as to plant yourself in a small business like that and effectively ruin a small business apparently they do it once a week that's what yeah the barista told us that those same women come in there once a week this is their fucking scheduled play time or whatever where they and and guess what they do it because they're allowed to they do it because no one has ever said anything to them no we didn't say anything to them i didn't tell them that they were cunts i should (laughs) have but i didn't um, I didn't walk up to them and go, you're all selfish assholes and you, you're very rude. I mean, I think that uh, of the parents who listen to this, they probably feel the same way we do. I, oh, I'm I sure don't. they do. And I'm sure that the pa- people who listen to this are people who are very sensitive yeah. to being in public and, and not having their children like rage in a coffee shop at eight o'clock in the morning when there were clearly like three people in there trying to do work. Yeah. And the thing that always... It is weird that the same place that people come to do their real work... Yeah, is a daycare. Uh, ...is also the place that yes. people come to let their children yeah. run loose. You'd think they'd not be the same place. Yeah, well, but when you when you are out here and, like, this is the only option for a coffee shop for, like, miles, then that's where you get to go. And it's the responsibility of the business to be like, hey, we'd all like to respect each other. If there were If there was a gaggle of teenagers that came in there and were just as loud and just as disruptive and took up three tables. Would they be allowed to do that? Would any, would, wouldn't people be much more likely to walk up to them and be like, you're being rude. You need to, you need to respect other people. Maybe. Right. Wouldn't you, isn't that more so is, why is it that that's more socially acceptable? But if I were to, if I were to have gone up to those women and said, can you not take up three tables and can you keep your children quiet? They, all three of them would have, I would have been the bitch in that scenario. I would have been a terrible, unreasonable, rude person that was telling them yes, how to. Yes, and I'm sure there are some people who think that now about our conversation. Which is, which is absolutely fair. <laughs> but guess what? I went into yeah, the coffee I, shop. I hope and I don't I, regret airing this. <laughs> I went into the coffee shop and like wasn't there. I didn't bother anyone i went unnoticed you and i went in there i mean our podcasting might not have gone but who were we bothering who did we bought were we loud i feel like that one time that we recorded in the other room we probably annoyed the shit out of that guy guy. the guy who was doing fucking skype meetings michelle that guy come on like I don't that, think you should do that in public. That's what I'm saying. Well, so maybe like, we shouldn't podcast. But that's in what I'm saying. Like you can't. He can't. You can't be like, oh, that guy thought we were rude, but then he was sitting there like talking to someone in their living room on their in their pajamas that I could see on a video feed. <laughs> I have my back about too. surveys. I don't know. I think we all annoy each other. That's just, you know, this time we lost and we had to leave. You know. Yeah. I mean, we definitely lost. We always lose. That's the point. Is that the people 
the those ladies with their babies continue to come there because they win every time they get the baristas we're gonna get there earlier next time i mean that i guess steal that's, their seat i guess that's and what all the to toys do. we'll take <gasps> all the toys oh. and put them on our table <laughs> that'd be funny if we that's were like, what this we episode like, oh. is about taking action emily <laughs> it is yes i thought it was about bitching about children <laughs> no i'm so okay we're gonna use so, the power of universal oh my god talk, what where are my notes heads up to I'm everybody that's listening i've had a really bad week yeah do you want to get that out there or no <laughs> there i just did okay that's it i just i'm not like i'm gonna be universal pissy. intelligence i'm gonna be pissier than normal just Fine. get ready for it i mean i think if you don't like ranting you probably stop listening to this podcast a long yeah time ago. if you think that me bitching about how much i hate children is something that like that you don't like if you don't like that like you should you should have stopped listening like 40 episodes ago we're gonna get so i think by the end of this episode you and i are going to learn how to oh god manifest a situation in which those <laughs> children don't <laughs> bother us anymore i don't think that's possible <laughs> i don't either i think that this is all bullshit but i um manifest is a word that i is I, annoying it is it's and a that's buzzword. why i use it you like over it. and over <laughs> in my notes because i think it's so ridiculous <laughs> so um, basically this is the first episode in our pyramid scheme <laughs> 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 where we all want to get you in our through line we're going to get you guys to <laughs> buy into our bullshit um michelle's joined a cult <laughs> uh, a youtube call a youtube call i'm gonna start listening to a new podcast that my friend anna told me about about cults? about a youtube cult there's a youtube cult. there is oh fuck i haven't started yet she just told me about it last night is there a netflix documentary about the youtube cult <laughs> can well, there be a podcast about it um did you know that there's an amazon prime show that's came or did we already talk about this? No, no, no. That show Lore is based oh. on a podcast. Is from a podcast. Okay, I didn't know that. It's pretty good. I watched two episodes of it. Um, I've heard about it, but I have I have so many things on my radar that I want to watch right now. I really want to watch the Romanoffs show on Amazon. Oh yeah, I've heard I've heard that that's good. Um, but like, there's no way I can focus on new information no. right now, which is why I'm still rewatching West Wing. I can't handle going to the coffee shop and having like <laughs> other human beings be there. Yeah. That's also here, this is better. Also uh, heads up. Feel free to bring your children to show of hands. I'm not going to make them leave. Don't it's, it's not about Emily that. Emily doesn't hate. Your I don't kids. hate. I don't hate. I don't hate children. I hate the assholes that don't know how to take care of them. So if you're an asshole that doesn't know how to take care of children, I don't like you. My rules are usually like, if I know you, I, I like your kid. Ooh, I don't have that rule. Okay. I if mean, you're a stranger, I don't give a shit about your kid. It tends to be that I only like people that are not pieces of shit. Yeah. So, so their then kids they end don't, up being fine. Yes. So yes, I would say like, by, by default, I do like my friend's kids i find some amusement in like this person i know and this you know their kid is like a, a little know, mini version yeah. of them i know it's pretty awesome and that's amusing to me have so, you seen my yeah. friend rc and jess's baby mm -mm. jolie no she looks like 
have you seen the pictures of the baby from baby boss or whatever it's called boss baby is that a cartoon yeah it's like a pixar thing where there's like this giant headed baby I that's like so. a bo- he's a boss i think alec baldwin's the voice or something yeah it's not jolie like a looks clear picture just in my head, like that cartoon she oh, is it looks she, like a cartoon baby yes like her eyeballs are like giant saucers huh. like she she literally if you were like draw the perfect baby like draw an adorable cherub cartoon of a baby that you use that reference because like maybe 10 or 20 years ago you would have said it looks like the gerber baby that was but she doesn't look like the gerber baby no she looks like a cartoon like she literally looks like a cartoon she's so (laughs) like her proportions are like what because when you're like okay how do we make an a character when you're doing character design how do you make it cuter oh you make it have these you make it have enlarged eyes and like big fat poofy cheeks and like little puckery lips Mm. and like a giant head and like right that's exactly what she looks like Mm. it's amazing she's very cute so i like her she's cool so you only like cute babies i like her you know what that's fair who likes ugly babies Okay, I'm the star. <laughs> I was actually a pretty ugly baby. Oh, I was fucking cute as shit. I was very ugly. I was very fat. Um, I was very fat. My mom called me Bibbendum. I had which is the name of the Michelin I, I man. I came out with so much hair that they like combed it over. Like they parted it. <laughs> you and had a, I looked you like had a Donald old Trump man. hair. You had Donald Trump hair when you were a baby. I, I had I looked like an old man. Oh, that's really cute actually. I had really fat I was really fat. My I had like roll ar- like rolls over my arms and and um I had special shoes for a while cuz I had special <laughs> shoes. I had metal shoes when I was a baby. Oh. Oh, Jesus. This is turning into an interesting okay, episode. Sorry. Oh, how long did we go? How long have we been talking for? about garbage? Let's see. I'm so sorry. Oh, only 18 minutes. <laughs> the, what were we going to actually... These episodes are supposed to be about a book that... Oh, sorry, everybody. Co- okay, so... Lock it in. Lock it in. The Here name we go. of the book is called You Are a Badass at Making Money. Now, if you've read this book or it's know anything about what's this her book... book? Jen Cicero? Uh, it's pronounced Sincero. Oh, sorry, I Sincero. I actually am listening to the audio book. I just left out... actually reading it. I left out a letter and then turned it into a different name. Um, it's sh- Her father is... Uh, an italian immigrant so he was born in italy and uh, married an american does so she read the like audiobook is it her reading it yes well that's weird we'll get into that maybe shouldn't it be like I have lots of feelings on that shouldn't it be like anna ferris or something like why is it, it her definitely should have been someone else oh no I'll say that um, oh i feel like you're gonna have a skewed vision of like yeah, the book I because do. of her weird reading i have a skewed i for sure so do. to so to let everybody know i Neither of us have completed the book. No, but also neither of us discussed the fact that we were reading it, <laughs> um, which she would say, the author of this book would say that that was the universe telling us the telling book Telling us that we should both read this book. Like she <laughs> believes that everything that exists, like every idea already exists Ugh. and that everything like that you can manifest things happening like by so if you're familiar with the bullshit that the universe rearrange itself yes the the whole like oprah secret 
thing. Yes, basically, she would say it's not like, a coincidence yes. that you and I are reading not the book. This yes. book ever with each other, yeah. and are both reading it at the same time, even though it totally is a coincidence. Now, I mean, several months ago, Sophia Reyes. I was just about to say me. that. Okay, she told me about it too. Yeah, but this was several months ago, and now we're both reading it. At the Maybe same that time? just means we both have the same like gestation period. Did you did you buy the book? Um, no, I have it as an ebook. Okay. Oh, I mean, yes, I bought it. I didn't buy a physical copy okay, of it. So I the bought, reason I, I'm listening to it now is because when she told me about it, I got on the wait list for it from, for the, um, uh, it's not an ebook. It's a audiobook um, from the library. Mm-hmm. And there was an insane wait list for it. And I just came up in the wait list. So that's why I'm listening to it now. I think I just bought it because it was like $8. I do not like reading about business shit. It didn't feel, I mean, I, I bought it because yeah, Sophia had said something about it. And then I also knew that she has another book that's like, yeah, you, you're a badass yeah, period something, at yeah. life or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's something and then like she that. just made, and then she did this money one after that. And I was like, not into the whole, like, you don't need to tell me that I'm a badass. I know that already. Also, I'll throw out there. Sophia didn't finish the book either. No, I don't think anybody. Um, she just, and she didn't say like, this was a great book or anything. She was just like, she, you, just, she was just like, like, read this. Yeah. yeah, totally. So I, I'm not it's saying also, Sophia it's also, loved this book. She didn't really have any opinions on it. It's also a book that is like <laughs> what? 200 pages long or something. I mean, you're, you're listening to the audio book, but I think, I think the actual book yeah, is I don't only know like, it's not even like. 300 pages long. So it it's not feels very long. No, I think I've been it's super it short week and I had to speed up the time on it, which is the first time I've done that. Apparently people listen to us at one yeah, and a half was, speeds sarah, sarah was saying mm-hmm. when she listens to us normally we sound stoned she said you sound stoned i sound stoned i think she probably meant that i sound stoned too but didn't want to say that to my face oh okay <laughs> uh well unfortunately <laughs> i'm not but we could change that <laughs> i know let's do that as an episode i seriously i've been thinking about that if illinois legalizes it we oh. will we'll add segments for sure where, yeah because I've always wanted to do something like... Um, and then we're going to the track how much less anxiety I have. Um, the web Jezebel used to do um, the pot psychology uh, bit videos that I loved. Uh, That's I'd funny. love to do a version of that for like small business advice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so, right. We're listening slash reading to this book... Um, and I was mostly listening to it while I was doing other things. So I couldn't take notes, um, which is probably fine. The universe wanted you to not take notes. I, I, (laughs) um, I have the, uh, Dropbox paper app on my phone. So Mm -hmm. I was able to, uh, add some things while I was listening, but not as much as my, I I feel like like my, my general takeaway was that like, I liked that it wasn't. I did like that it felt pretty conversational. Like it wasn't, I've definitely read quote unquote self-help books. This was a a self-help book that are, that are a lot more like, I don't know. This, this felt slightly more approachable than, than some of the books I've read that some of the books are a little more like, I don't know, more clinical or something like that. Mm. Whereas this, it it did not that it didn't feel forced, but it did feel more like she was trying to be like, "Hey, what's up, girlfriend?" Yes, 
Okay. We're, right? It I'm felt like that. that you um, bring that up because I'm guessing you're um, thinking about how she says Ima a lot. She does. Now, when I've never said Ima conversationally. Yeah. Seems like something that um, comes off better written. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so when somebody's I, saying it to you and it's the person you tr- that's... Try, try to use that in a... Um, <laughs> say something if you were to can you have you i'm a what you know i'm a i'm a (laughs) go-getter well like no she says more like like, i'm a gonna yeah like that sort of thing so you would she's trying to be some attitude behind that that's what i'm saying is like i and the writing i mean yeah it probably came off with her talking like that no totally dry oh like a robot oh i'm a like like she's never heard the phrase before and she has several words like that and um well yeah it definitely i mean it's funny because i remember there was a point where i was reading it and i i had the thought i had the thought that i have a lot of times where i'm like old is this person she's like in her 50s right and and when she when i when it finally showed up in the book like oh this is you know when i turned 40 and i was like wait so she's over 40 Mm -hmm. and i thought that's weird she seems to be trying to talk like someone i almost wonder if someone like like they edited it down insert those things in there because the way she read it was like like she didn't know how to talk like that yeah there was no attitude behind it yeah also like i well shouldn't mention this but have you did you see any of the um uh bits where instead of like writing like she says instead of like oh lord she says oh lord like like a southern lady oh um and it comes off as kind of racist sounding like like she's doing a like, voice i'm sorry yeah yeah like i'm sorry like 50 year old white lady that's not like you're doing an impression yeah. of someone yeah and it's it comes off as very inappropriate like it's weird but you also feel like she doesn't know yeah, yeah, yeah. she's not no. pronouncing it i do i right it com- that comes off in the book like that like i feel like it there was a point where i thought because i probably read sassy yes but she doesn't say it that way in the audio book and it's just but it doesn't even i mean it does it does lighten the way you read it i bet it reads better than it sounds oh yeah i'm sure it does and yeah you don't immediately you're making up the way you would say it in your head you're not listening to somebody else and going why'd she say it like that i i just cringe every time she says any sort of there was a no it felt very like I should have written them all down. I think <laughs> I think when I, as I was reading it there were I was I felt myself trying to pull out good things. Yeah, I do. You know too. what I mean? Yeah. Like I felt myself kind of trying to be like, okay, this isn't how you would talk and mm-hmm. this isn't how you would want to hear somebody tell you a story, but mm-hmm. like that's fine and she maybe she's just a weirdo and like uh, but I see what she's trying to say. Like I felt Every time there was like some sort of anecdote, yes. I was just going. Her anecdotes were terrible, yeah. actually. I felt kind of being like, at the end, I wanted there to be like a, so this was the point of that. Like a little line that was like, the moral of the story is this. Because I, w- I kept felt feeling myself like, I don't know. But I think. Like who has so many personal anecdotes? 
it's a lot. Right. That Did are you read the goat story. That are very specific. Yes. God. I'm saving my favorite one that I told Steve last night, and he's just like, "No, that didn't happen." Right. There. I mean, a lot of it. A lot of the that. book feels like that. And then when you're talking about something as practical as like your relationship with money, because I mean that that's what the book in general is about. It's not like it's not a book that's like here are steps to like financial freedom. Like it's Which more is what I was kind of hoping. Right. It's it not, it isn't like a play by play. It isn't like a, here's how to save. Here's how to invest. Here's nope. how to earn. Here's how to, it's, it's not practical in that way. It's very like, it's very feelings and emotions mm-hmm. and like your, Oh, if you just change your mindset, like it's basically the people it's, pushed me a little to the point of feeling like it's the assholes who are like, if you just decide to be happy, you will be. Yeah. And you kind of want to be like, Oh my God, what about my fucking clinical depression and anxiety and the trauma I suffered as a teenager? Does that have, if I, right. do, if I just decide that didn't happen, am I now happy? So fuck you. Taking that one step <laughs> further because she does, she fully believes that you can, change things based on um deciding like yeah deciding you're going to and it's like so you're saying that you can decide you're going to make more money that the universe this will just be like okay intelligence does um control money yeah but obviously the line is drawn at certain things like medical things you cannot cure things yeah you cannot prevent if your mortgage company goes under and now you your interest rate has skyrocketed like you You can't change that with your mind so i I should have decided ahead of time that i didn't want that to happen and then it wouldn't have happened right so like the just the fact that um you can't control that um she's picking and choosing what things are controllable yes means that oh wait none of them are well it's also i mean to like me, that's what that i means. don't want to get into religion at all and oh i'll try really i'll try really hard to right like, around yeah it, i'm gonna skate right around it as well too but like it feels the same way that that kind of thing feels to me where and obviously this is only certain types of religious people mm. like the but the the kind of the crazies that want to say um the general rule of everything happens for a reason or like that's god's will those kinds of things where i'm like oh so it was god's will that my mom should die of cancer when i was 16 years old sounds great like sounds cool let's let's all back up and realize that like you know maybe that doesn't help like even if that's true her philosophy doesn't address that kind of shit though but it's very much like that kind of like sure if you just convince yourself of this then yeah all these pro like all of my problems with your ideas go away if i just go if i just agree to like your philosophy that you made up mm-hmm. and so her kind of thing about yeah that there are no coincidences and that like um you know the universe is trying to tell you something when something happens like if you lose your job well like that was supposed to happen because mm-hmm. here's this other job that's gonna come mm-hmm. and it's like really what the more responsible attitude would be try to think about things in a more positive way. Yes. Like that bottom line. Yeah. Be more positive. Like that's, that should be the let's all calm down and not freak the fuck out. Right. Instead of a a book. book. So it should just be like, 
hey, instead of spiraling out of control and only looking at the negative of things, which are going to happen, maybe try to think about the positive side of the situation and move forward from there. I mean, as I'm reading this, I could think of at least one person that could, I know, that could benefit from reading this book. Um, I'm sure we can all think of someone we know that um, like their negativity just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. Um, like, I can't do this. And like, so she goes through a lot of like changing your, the language you use, you know, not saying I can't or I need, or even I want. Yeah. Because those all imply things that you don't have. And I'm just like rolling my eyes because like, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm for sure not the target audience for this book. Yeah. I'm, I'm not like, yes, I need a kick in the pants about some things, but I, I'm not, I don't need all of, all of her yeah. isms and stuff. Um, I found, I was looking for different reviews cause I'm like, am I the only one who hated this book? For sure. Not. Um, I found one thing that was sort of interesting. Um, uh, they, uh, wrote a whole review, but I didn't copy that. It's just, um, who they would recommend the book to. Yeah. And they said, the 33-year-old longtime dream procrastinator, the 41-year-old, these ages are bizarre, the 41-year-old <laughs> notorious planner whose grand schemes never seem to materialize, and anyone who knows that they have some hard decisions to make to build an environment that supports their dreams. I'm like, okay. Blah, blah, maybe, blah, Maybe, whatever. Um, yeah, I it's... It's because it's a self-help book. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It. Um. So let's see if I can start actually closer to the beginning of the book. Hold on, I need a. This has been a long week somehow, and it's <laughs> Thursday. Um. Right. So, like the beginning, she introduces this concept of universal intelligence which I actually can't find that much information on on the internet. So it seems like well, she really keeps, fringy. She keeps trying to, doesn't she talk about it like like she she's trying to use it as like a placeholder for God? I think so. Yeah, when I was telling Steve about it, I'm like, I'm sure he's heard of this. Like I he feel like she, like either it. she made that up or. It's not totally made up, but. Because it seems to me like it, it feels to me like it's what she she's saying instead of God. Like yeah. she could have very much written this whole book and been like, God, 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 yeah, God, God. Yeah, yeah. And the publisher was like, what if we don't say God and maybe we hit a few more demographics? I don't, I mean, I don't know. Because I feel like she got really thrown in there this. in a way where I was like, I don't believe in God and I'm not a big religious person at all. And like, I don't think, but like, it wouldn't have bothered me if that, like I wouldn't have shut the book and stopped reading it. If she was like referring to God every oh, I once think in a I while, would've. but like it felt, it almost like made it worse for me where I was like, why don't you just say God? Just, just talk it, about God. It did, so it feels very much like that, you know, the, like I'm a spiritual person trend. Yes. Um, which I don't subscribe to. So um, I found that kind of annoying. Um, she also used the term truth blueprint. 
yeah. which cracked me up. I, don't, yeah. I didn't Google that one. She should have sure just what the fuck she should have just said truth print. She also Why didn't she just talks about it? having faith a lot, and I just wrote faith. Nope, <laughs> that was my note. Faith. Nope. <laughs> um. Uh. Oh, he, here's some. My notes are so, there. I'm working out and trying to type on my <laughs> phone. Um, notes. Um, either or syndrome. Um, which I think is a legit thing. It's the, I can, uh, one of her examples, um, which seemed appropriate since I was at the gym was like, <laughs> I can either, um, like eat all the food I, I want, or I can be the weight that I want. I can't. Yeah. And, um, so examples like that, yeah. I can either, let's say, um, you know, be well rested or I can get all of my work done. Right. Things like that. So her point is that you can have both. And I don't think nope. that that's a good attitude. Right. I think that you can sometimes you can only have one or the other. And also, isn't there something to be said? I mean, I would think a lot of psychologists and self-help people of different thoughts would argue that doesn't doesn't like if the example of oh i'm either well rested or i got a lot of work done if if you dis if you say no you can't have both of those things isn't the point that like it adds value to the thing that you then chose because you like, had to because you had to sacrifice something else and prioritize and put one thing ahead of the other and doesn't it because if you can have everything you want and nothing's a big deal mm -hmm. then like none of your fucking work is worth it why would you work hard why would you ever do any why would you just why wouldn't you just work at a mediocre level get just as much rest as you want eat whenever you fucking want work out whenever you fucking want like then none of it means anything your food that you splurged on wasn't a treat the workout you did doesn't mean that you succeeded at anything the extra work you did last night didn't push you towards a deadline like none of the reasons why you would do those things above and beyond like you've now eliminated that because like you can do whatever you want you can do all of it also i hate the culture of i the you can have everything yeah. you can do everything yeah i feel like that's too much pressure like right. we shouldn't have to do everything right i don't want to do everything um I, the only thing that i could take from the whole either or syndrome conversation was that i have in the last few months um pushed myself to do the things that i had been neglecting um that I would normally be like, well, I can't spend the time on that. Yeah. And I've just done it anyway and tried to see if the rest of my life would rearrange itself. Yeah. And it kind of has been working out. Yeah. Like surprisingly, like things that I thought I can't do that. I've just done them anyway. Yeah. And nothing's totally fallen apart. <laughs> um, That's good. <laughs> it's just like, it's an experiment I need to keep doing through the rest of the year because I remember how beat up I was during the holidays last yeah. year and I've made everything 5,000 times harder on myself this year. Yeah. So I'm going to have to find some way to like, I don't know, have some space yeah, outside absolutely. of working, which is 
hard Impossible. and new yeah. and whatever. So, um, so I, I do kind of want to focus on the fact that I can, um, get my work done, make the money that I want to make this year and also like not completely fall apart. Yeah. I, d- I don't want to choose between those two things, but I, I do think that her using the, her examples weren't great. Like well, it starts to feel, I feel like a lot of the book just started to feel like, okay, so in the scenario of you working and having a busy holiday season and like not wanting to burn out, but also having a goal in mind for sales, like it super simplified. Her idea is just like, just do whatever you want. And the universe will just give you both. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Like that's not true. Like do, you can't, you shouldn't be telling like susceptible people. You shouldn't be being like, Hey, people who would buy a self-help book, you know what you can do? Whatever you want. Like, that's not how, that's not helpful. That doesn't help give anyone. These are people who need structure. These -hmm. are people who want guidance. They want, they want some sort of like set of tools that they can experiment with and apply to their own life and see how it works. And if the tools are literally use whatever tools you want and just change your attitude and the universe will answer you. That's, that's called hippy dippy bullshit. Like that's, well, yeah. that's cult brainwashing type stuff because it feels it's, very it's not culty. tangible. There's no like, there's no like if you, if you do step a, it can equal step B, but if you falter here, it'll equal, you know, like there's no, like there has to be a tiny amount of structure. There can't just be this ethereal, like if you build it they will come well right so she's big on mantras right um which um i've used in um i've used we'll say i've used it once really and i was thinking of it more as um chaos magic which i did uh, re-listen to the last podcast on left episode about chaos magic on my way here oh um <laughs> Because uh, I knew it was going to come up. Basically, this book um, is just like The Secret. And yeah. it's just yeah. like Chaos Magic, which is the secret for nerds, basically. Um, <laughs> uh, because so she she talks about the universe. I don't know what the fuck The Secret calls it. No, I I've don't. never read no, it. No, I never read but, it either. Um, so, and chaos is the same thing as the universe. It's everything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, it's all these other ways of not saying God. Right. Um, but, uh, I think I probably already mentioned this on the podcast. Um, but the year that I wanted to quit my job, I changed my work login to quit my job. And then 2013, cause it was that year. So yeah. every day I typed that in multiple times a day. Yeah. And I quit my job that year. Yeah. Now, she would say that I made that happen by making a mantra. Yes. I would say that I made it happen because I didn't want to disappoint myself. Right. I didn't want to be the asshole that five years later was still typing, quit my job. I, it had to happen <laughs> right. that year. Yeah. And that had everything to do with me not wanting to change my password to 2014. Right. Um, Steve, when he quit his job, he made this little... um. Uh, like bar not a bar chart you know like when you're um 
raising money and you fill in the oh right like, like it's like a thermometer yeah like <laughs> there's probably a word for that we'll go with ther- money thermometer you know name of the episode money thermometer yeah <laughs> um uh do you want me to make so you one out of poster board and like sharpie marker <laughs> He had it in the beginning of his notebook and uh, he knew how much money he had to save to quit his job. And yeah. every time he put more money in his savings account, he like filled in the line. Nice. Um, and he quit his job. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that um, that you just tell the universe, I need this money. And then, and then money, money shows, shows up. up. Yeah. Which is the, I guess I'll tell it now. I've been like, saving it because i know it's gonna start the biggest fucking rant ever i'm not sure if you got to this part about (laughs) the number 75 oh i don't think so i don't think i did okay this is i told steve this last night he got mad he got so mad okay oh god so she wanted to quit her job um and i guess at the time uh she she was married and has kids. Yeah. She is married, has kids. Yeah. And uh, she was sort of like the breadwinner for the family. Yeah. She describes it. But they had a lot of debt to pay off and she didn't want to quit her job until she paid off the debt. Yeah. $75,000 in debt. Jesus. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. Debt. Good job. So <laughs> she says um, she decides that she needs $75,000. And I'm like, okay, first of all, oh, right no, there. I do remember this. That's not how you pay off debt. This. You don't say I have $75,000 in debt. How can I find $75,000? Yeah. You say I'm going to save up this much yeah. money each year and pay it off. Yes. And how how much That's interest will that work out to? And what? Yeah. You don't just go what rock can I look under? And they'll just be 75 grand okay, in a and box. That's exactly what she fucking does. Yes. This crazy lady who has sold multiple books about, um, money and whatever, getting your life together has forgotten that she has a stock <laughs> that she was given as a gift. <laughs> she, pulls up the paperwork makes a phone call the stock was worth two hundred dollars when she was given it yeah calls calls up someone asks checks on it it is now worth seventy five thousand dollars bullshit steve says no that didn't happen also that might have happened in 1989 it didn't happen recently didn't happen in like I don't know anything about stocks, but he um, said that I do. He said unless the, her stocks were in rhodium, yeah, <laughs> she the, uh, something that was worth two hundred dollars is I mean, not worth seventy five thousand dollars. Did she have two hundred shares of stock, or did she like that's the that's all the, all oh, the questions? Know. There's so many questions that it was she too doesn't need. You know, yeah, there's she's no not way. filling in the blanks because she knows she doesn't need to. So for the sake of the anecdote. She is like, oh, I forgot to look at this piece of paper. Like, what the fuck? Like, you're not a per- you're not a human. That's she not how people claims work. claims that she wrote the number 75 everywhere and thought the number 75 all the time. And then the thought popped into her head. Oh, there's the stock I forgot about. Why are we taking money <laughs> advice from a 50-year-old woman, woman who has forgotten about $75,000? Right? 
a 50-year-old woman who was in $75,000 worth of debt let herself get to the point of yeah. having $75,000 yeah. worth of debt and hadn't explored every fucking option possible, including an abandoned stock that apparently appreciated in like yeah i'm sorry one million fold no one i know has <laughs> forgotten about more than like a hundred dollars right? that they had yeah like i the closest thing i could come to that are a couple things i don't check on my um uh oh now i can't even think i have um one of those um uh, uh like business savings account things um retirement accounts an IRA? <laughs> no. A 401k? Yeah. I'm <laughs> like some numbers. Some, some numbers with some letters next to it. it. Sorry, it's this. I can't think of words. <laughs> now ever you're the 50 year old lady that's I like, am. I have a 401k. It has like a million dollars. I have in a it. 401k. I forgot I, to look there. I don't look at, and I don't. But I wrote 401k like like red rum on all my <laughs> mirrors like a hundred times. And then suddenly I was like, oh my God, should I like call someone? And they were like, you have a million dollars. And I was like, cool, bye. Basically, <laughs> I don't ever intend to cash this out or at least anytime soon. Yeah. That's, um, what it, that's so, the point. And I like, it goes up and down. Of course. Yes. Um, so I'd, I'm, I guess I'm afraid I'm going to look at it and it's going to have way less than I thought. Which it might. Instead of the opposite of yeah. being like, whoa. Um, Cause I've seen it very like in the thousands. Yes, for sure. Um, um, and also I have some, uh, savings bonds that I don't like check yearly. Yeah. I just, I know that they won't be fully matured until I'm like 48 or something. All right. So I'm not going to look at them until I know I'm going to cash them out. Cause I'm not going to cash them out now. I might as well just wait. Um, that's the closest. What if they're I've worth seventy five thousand dollars? There is not. <laughs> there's not. What if you bought also like these a are coin? What if you bought a coin for two hundred dollars that's just sitting in a drawer, and and now it's worth seventy five grand? <laughs> I mean, these are basically like kind of my retirementy funds yeah you know so that's why i don't look at them because i don't want to be tempted by them and i don't have like debt that needs to yeah be paid you don't off. have seventy five thousand dollars worth of debt and two children right that's a lot of money anyhow there's i'm sorry you can't just think a number of money you need and find it right and then be like oh which which checkbook didn't i look at yesterday it's it's not a thing I, I don't know. Maybe this woman's just a pathological liar. Could I be. don't know. She's I, the million little pieces guy. Yeah. Oh, right. Remember I him? I read that book. Did oh, you read the no. book? I just remember the book cover with all the little yeah, non-parels yeah, yeah. on it. Um, I mean, I didn't buy it. Like someone had it and then we all borrowed it. I just remember seeing like a clip of him crying on Oprah and apologizing or something. I completely forgot about that. That was a million years ago. Did he make ago. the entire thing up? Yeah. I think there was like a general impetus of the story was like, didn't he like go to rehab or something? I don't know. There was some like nugget that started the story that was the only thing that was it's true. It's too bad he didn't just say it was fiction because it was a decent book. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Well, but it was funny because it it was one of the very first instances of like 
the world kind of shifting towards that like we get we care now we want we want to know this person's story and like where they came from and blah 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 blah. and then like we all felt like we got duped i feel like maybe it's possible that he intended to come out with it being a lie because it made it more popular because now people are like now it's infamous i don't know i don't remember his name so i guess he didn't succeed Frey or Fry? Ah, James, James Frey. James Frey, Frey. Something like that. Yeah. Same name as the lady that was having an affair with Scott Peterson. Amber, Amber Frey. Frey. Is that my phone ringing? Is that? So wait, how do you just know that? How do I know what? The um woman who was having an affair with Scott Peterson. You don't Peterson. know all the details about the Scott Peterson I know race? it now because I listened to like three podcasts oh. last week about it. No, I remember all that shit. That's crazy. I definitely, so I listen, I don't know. I got on this topic of like missing people and kidnap people. I listened to the, um, JC Dugard one and oh, the, yeah. um, Elizabeth smart one. Oh Jesus. Um, and then because I wasn't in a bad mood enough, I watched <laughs> the movie room. <gasps> that movie's so good. Yeah, but it put me in such oh, a fucking that weird movie's mood. So good. Um, it's really good. You know, I was just on this thing and I realized I didn't know all, all of the details about the Scott Peterson trial. And apparently there's a new documentary about. There, yeah, there is a new. Um, yeah. Like they think maybe he didn't do it. So I'm like, well, I need all the facts. Oh, he did it. Oh, <laughs> I'd take I take my life on it. He did it. I mean, there's some there is some sketchy shit where like that's one of those cases. It's similar to the. um Everyone's name is Peterson. Michael Peterson. Oh, don't marry someone whose last name is Peterson. Uh, do Drew not. Peterson? Drew Peterson. He yeah. killed two wives. Don't. I think he killed like four. I wouldn't be surprised if um, Scott Peterson killed someone else too. Now oh, that I know everything yeah. about him. But so there's, I feel similarly to the Scott Peterson case as I We've do to the now Michael. We've talked about Scott Peterson twice today. Twice today. Yeah. That's right. Because I put a dog in the back in the backyard. And, and I was like, oh, kind of like Scott <laughs> just like scott peterson maybe um, jen sincero's right everything the universe the universe is just like well controlling so yeah don't thoughts. marry some don't marry somebody with latin name peterson the the feel the feeling i have about the scott peterson yes. case is the same feeling i have about the michael peterson case which is the law is reasonable doubt the law it doesn't matter who, if i think they're guilty or not I, the I law, don't have reasonable doubt. Oh, I for sure do. There's two, like legally, you legally, Scott Peterson should not have been convicted. Oh, based, okay, so based on the court case and based on the evidence that was presented, he should not have been convicted. Okay. Well, I guess I don't know what information was presented in the court case. But like, that's the problem. There wasn't, there was critical evidence. And also the fact, it's one of the many cases where like, law enforcement did not pursue any other option they just they just decided in the court of public opinion they were like the husband did it put him behind bars so and there was no further investigation done on the people that robbed the house across the street from her there was no other investigation based on the guy in prison who said that he actually did it there was no other further investigation on there was like several leads that were not pushed forward Oh my God, my phone needs to stop ringing. It's very annoying. Um, but basically, like, I think it's if, just reasonable doubt. They're, I think like, if they would have let him, 
like not convicted him that he would have killed someone else by now i mean that's very possible so you need to listen to the podcast um once upon a crime um she does one part or two part um episodes on scott peterson and goes through his childhood and his mother's childhood Mm. and um it's crazy but like that's the thing is like again it legally like you can't convict someone based on their character you can't convict someone based on their past behavior you can't convict someone based on their okay. appearance or their reaction to the murder or their reaction to police well, authority uh, like so you cannot convict them based on that you have you you have to be unbiased that's the whole point the jury they interviewed multiple people on the jury who were all clearly biased which is a mistrial that's cause for a mistrial if you have a jury member that cannot be unbiased and wants to say well he cheated on her and he did this those are that's character assassination that's not legal evidence he had been cheating on her since five months after they got but that doesn't mean he's a murderer that does not mean here's why i think here's the one thing that i would convict him based on and i thought this was in the trial but maybe it wasn't that when he um uh he met the guy at a trade show who introduced him to Amber. He told him and Amber that he lost his wife mm-hmm. recently and it was going to be his first Christmas without her. And this was um, at the end of November. Yeah. It was like a, a month, month before. before. So he was telling people that his wife was dead a month before she went missing. But again, I'm, that's it for me. It's circumstantial evidence. No, no, no. It's it for me. Like as much as he might be a fucking creep and he's a fucking disgusting person, it you have to also have evidence. That I think could be, he might have been poisoning her. That for can a while. be the thing that that supports the evidence. That can be like that's the whole re- that's the whole thing is like it's very hard to convict someone on circumstantial evidence alone. And he, he was, was easily driving convicted. around the bay for like months, checking to see if her body popped up basically. Mm. Yeah. He rented cars, a different car each time and went and drove around the bay and just looked. But again, he's obviously not a normal person. I think he, he's no, not he's not a normal well, person. But the fact is, is like, there's not evidence. There's not physical or forensic evidence that connects him to any sort of murder. I I'm hundred percent convinced he did it oh, though. Really and I'm glad that, um, they convicted him because I think he would have killed someone else by now. I really do. Listen to this podcast. Once upon a crime. I listened to it several episodes. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. That's, it that's really, just one she of She really digs in. She does so much. I don't even know where she got all this research, but it, it was very good. I don't know. It's very interesting. Yeah, I'm convinced. Um, I'm also like the Michael Peterson thing. Like the owl thing is kind, sounds kind <laughs> of credible. Owl, the owl thing it is hilarious. It actually does sound credible, except for the fact there's no way that um one man could have seen been the last person to see a woman who died at the bottom of this two different women who died at the bottom of the stairs that's not a thing well that he didn't witness the first nobody was woman. The last. he found her yes but he was the last person to see her yeah. same with his wife yeah that's not a thing that happens but sometimes weird crazy shit happens i don't think that he murdered the first woman i'm just saying that 
That's it, he got the idea for the second one from the first woman dying. Maybe. <laughs> It's not a thing that happens. I just think that, like, I don't know. It's not I, a coincidence. There aren't coincidences. Oh, I believe that there fully are coincidences. I believe <sighs> that that is just, there is weird shit that happens, and our brains make us connect them. Our brains are so fucking stupid and weird and wired that we are, we, human beings search so hard for purpose and connectivity and reasons for things. That's why religion exists. And, and I think that coincidences are our human brain's way of being like, no, 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 no. The world isn't a vacuous collection of dust and particles and atoms. There's a reason. No, there's not. I think things fucking just happen. Shit, sometimes fucking shit just yeah. happens because shit happens. And I yes, guess that is a our brains connect them. Our brains are, it's the same as why like, the English language exists as a thing. We made that up, you guys. Words are made up. Feelings are made up. Racism is made up. The fact that we like dogs is made up. Cars are made up. Everything is fucking an invention of our brains. And for anyone to believe that things are not just random occurrences are now people who have ventured away from like... Like, I think that people... If you don't believe in coincidences as like... That's just a random shit thing that happened. And yes, they seem similar, but they're not connected. Like then you also don't believe that like the world formed from like gas and dust and an exploding ball in space. Okay. You I now to, like, think that like a magical angel came and sprinkled fairy dust. And now that's stars and a planet and humans. I have to figure this out for myself though. Now, because I'm like <laughs> in the case of Michael Peterson, right? I, I would say there aren't coincidences. It's not possible that he he was the last person to see two different women who died at the bottom of the stairs. But in a different situation, um, like say her $75,000 thing, I would also say that that is a coincidence and you applied meaning to it. Absolutely. And I believe that the situation with the staircase in the Michael Peterson case, the situation that that was applied meaning came from people digging up shit in his past. If, if it could have been anything else, if, if the woman who, if his, if his wife who died later, um, got shot with an arrow, they would have gone back in his past and found some story about someone taking an archery class. And that would have been the thing everybody focused on. Someone would have applied meaning and a coincidence to something else and been like, see, see, we're right. See, look, this is a pattern, so even though it's not a fucking pattern. What if it's it human existence. And sometimes people fall down motherfucking stairs. Hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people have had accidents in stairwells. It's not new. That's not special. It's not like she. Most people don't die, though. But what I'm saying is like. We, we're making it seem like it's crazy and it's an amazing coincidence. It's actually not. Okay, what about in a Black Widow situation in which a woman's husband just continually die? Do we say, well, there aren't coincidences. We, <laughs> we, don't, we might, but yeah. we also would have fucking forensic evidence that said, here's the poison, here's the poison, here's the poison. That does not exist in this case. There's no... There's no evidence either way I think that he was involved in either accident 
One could have been an accident. One could have been a murder. Both could have been murders. They both could have been two murders um, perpetrated by different people. We have no, literally no evidence. So you now can't go, oh, well, let's convict this person based on our opinions and based on our mind's ability to connect things because that's why the law exists is so that we aren't just all throwing stones at witches. Like, there has to be fucking evidence. I think that um, a lot of that has more to do with wanting to prevent future crimes. Exactly. That's exactly right. At, when you catch someone, um, there was some point, well, uh, I think with um, uh, JC Tugard, um, the guy who kidnapped her um, was a convicted um, sex what yeah sex offender child molester yeah Yeah. um like again with the not thinking about the words that i'm trying to use um yeah he uh went to jail and got out on good behavior and then immediately reoffended. yeah i think that we're often there are often cases where people are like why the fuck wasn't this prevented yes yeah so we're trying to yeah. prevent like if, when we see a pattern right like you want to maybe immediately go like, like hey we're nipping this in the bud probably coincidence is a tricky word as i've now figured out <laughs> that i can in the same conversation say there aren't coincidences but obviously that there is are. a coincidence yeah. um maybe pattern makes more sense like when you've established like yeah. there's a pattern people around this person disappear or right. die or whatever. Right. Like maybe something's going on here. Yeah. Um, I mean that it's, it's the sad part of like all of these kinds of crimes is that there, ha- we have to have a structure to the legal system that, al- that doesn't allow for thousands of people to be wrongfully incarcerated because that exists. There are, oh, yeah. I mean that, yeah. that happens way too often but then there's also people that like can rape murder kill kidnap multiple people and be put in prison for five years and then released Mm -hmm. or never convicted in the first place on a technicality or on a mistrial or because a juror is an idiot or is a racist or says something they shouldn't have said like there are so many little missteps that have to happen but we also can't change the way it works in a drastic way or else we're then just going to convict everybody or we're going to let a bunch of killers free like there has to be a nice little middle ground where like yeah sometimes shit slips through the cracks and sometimes people get away with murder oj simpson we are the middle ground (laughs) right like you and no one can you know it's like you can't have it be really super easy to just convict people based on our opinions of people because then hundreds of thousands of people will go to prison constantly. Like, because people sometimes weird shit does happen and like people didn't do it. I know. Well, when I was listening to these, I told Steve, I'm like, you better hope I don't get murdered because you will for sure get definitely going to prison. (laughs) You're definitely going to prison. Have fun. (laughs) Um, yeah, he's like, uh, I don't think I'm going to murder you. I'm like, that's not what I said. And actually, I'm <laughs> more likely the to murder you. I was you. looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're going to. It's actually more likely that I'll murder you. But whatever. 
said that. Either way, it'll be self-defense. Damn it. (laughs) Now I really can't murder him because someone's going to find this podcast. Because it's been recorded. God damn it. Oh um, my plans This one are should foiled. be the wrap up of the first part of this. I think so because um I have a different direction I want to go for And we're also clearly not able to stay on topic. No, I, I was trying to figure out how the fuck we got there. Well, the coincidence thing. I mean, we kind of always we, we've done a really good job of not ending up talking about serial killers in every episode. Yeah. Like I mean, we've only done I that like, like a, 3 times. It's been a weird week me bouncing like bouncing oh, back for and sure. forth between these podcasts about murder and, and then kidnapping and, <laughs> and then researching another topic we're going to do today and listening to this book and then watching West Wing. Maybe we'll have um, some of our bonus stuff for our Patreon just be like we both decided to talk about a serial killer. Ooh. Because we want to, you know, we want to do that. I, I'm totally okay with that and like people can skip them if they want like that's fine you guys you know if you don't want to listen to those just don't listen to them all right i'm gonna um save my yeah my my personal thoughts about the podcast or the podcast the the, book the book for the next episode so i'm gonna throw one other um ridiculous thing that she did (laughs) um into this one at one point, she says that when she was making $30,000 a year, she made the decision to spend $7,000 on a personal coach. Oh, my and God. I remember that this. that that was I remember money this, well and I spent. wanted to, like, murder her. <laughs> I wanted to punch her in the face. So we'll end with... Uh, my. Th- she's constantly encouraging people to go into debt. Um, yes. Yeah. Like... Um, Don't worry about it. You have to spend money to make money sort of thing. And but also it's very interesting that her I mean, the thing I didn't like about that was like it would be one thing to be like, okay I make thirty thousand dollars for a salary. I have a full time job that has stability for me. But I I want to start a business and like I'm going to invest seven thousand dollars of my money into said business Mm -hmm. like in my mind i'm like okay i'm not mad about the spending seven thousand dollars on something i'm mad that she like gave it to a a like basically gave it to like a guru to like talk her through shit i feel like that story was just to illustrate the fact that you should give her money uh, yeah to do the same thing i thought the exact same thing i thought the exact same thing where she's like hey isn't it great that like uh, you know like this changed my life and now i'm a best-selling author you should also give a bunch of your money to a rando person and then you will be a best-selling author like it felt very like and it i wrote this book to make myself not feel yeah. bad about the fact that i charged three hundred dollars yes. an hour to, yeah to tell people my opinions like it fe- it just it it could have been so much more it seemed like a very misguided anecdote where mm-hmm. like she could have you know she sh- she should have followed it up with like now for me that made sense for you it should be this like for you, mm-hmm. it could be like, think about what you might spend. Like she didn't go on to say, think about how you might spend $7,000 on whatever your dream is. If your dream is to be a writer, maybe you need to take a course. Maybe you want to buy a new laptop. Maybe you want to um, pare down your hours at your full-time job. So you have more time to devote to this. Maybe you want to hire a PR person. Maybe you want to get new business cards. Like there was nothing practical about like how you could apply this to your life. It was more like, 
well, you know what I did? I hired this person and it changed my life forever. They told me all the things I could fix about everything I was doing wrong. And now I'm a better person for it. It reminded me of the um, MLM sort of yes. uh, attitude that for sure. like that, you know, I spent this money and look how successful if, if only I you, am. If you were to and spend the same amount of money, look at me talking about the success. Yes. Because there's another person who's doing the same thing and failing. Right. And no one talks about it. Right. The only way this works is that some people fail. And I think that that's probably what I want to talk about. I want to, um, yeah, like get real negative. And because uh, we weren't negative about, at all in this. one. No, I want to talk about how I think that maybe some people can benefit from this, but also I think that this could be really could dangerous. Be harmful. Yeah. For sure. And, um, I'd, I'd love to hear like what a real financial advisor <laughs> has to say about I know, any yeah, of this. That would actually be really interesting. That's the advice I want. Yeah. Not a, um, woman who was living in a garage when she was 40. Yeah. And, and then found $75,000 yeah, in a I, file cabinet. S- sorry. It's just that uh, there are some things that I'll take from this and maybe even then the influenced a uh, decision I made this week in a good way. Yeah. But, um, that's, that's me. I think that someone else who's desperate and right. picked it up this be, book. Yeah. It could, could make things much worse. The wrong type of person yeah. could read it and make wrong decisions based on, and because cause you can't write a book to everyone. Yeah. But everyone can pick up your book. Yeah, for you, sure. You know, so maybe there should be no books. Actually, oh, here, I've, I've got a title for uh, the next episode. I'll save it. Where did <laughs> I write that down? I don't know. Anyhow. Um, so we're going to uh, we're yeah, gonna keep talking about this um, next week. In next week's episode, we'll continue the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anybody else has any other, if anybody else has read this book and wants to, um, interject or give us their take on it, or if you have any other books that are kind of similar to this, or maybe books that are a good replacement for this book, something that's not so, I don't secret-y. think that there is a book out there. I don't think it's possible. I mean, yeah, the it's, it's hard because like by definition, self-help books kind of are all going to have this. I didn't know it was going to be a self-help oh, book. Oh, yeah. No, it's totally a self-help book. I could have told you that. Um, I thought it was going to be about it is um, interesting, how though, to make more money. <laughs> the same. I mean, it is interesting because like everything about it, like the title of it, the even the book design, the jacket cover, like there is this there is this like millennial like coolness to it that's very sure. intentional that then like kind of sucks you in and makes you think like this is going to be a lighthearted read. That's just going to be like some tips and tricks. And instead it's actually like a bit MLM culty brainwashing. She does even mention MLMs at one point yeah. in a positive way, yes, which yeah. is just funny because I am listening to that podcast. That's very much exposing, you know, yeah. like how MLMs, think that they're not pyramid schemes yeah but oh they yeah are they for sure don't like they clip together all these um interviews with people saying oh it's not a pyramid scheme it's a ladder that's it's very different 
I, a ladder I would never goes straight up and down. A pyramid scheme is like yeah. a triangle. Those yeah. are totally different shapes. Yeah. And they all say, <laughs> I would never participate in a pyramid scheme. Those never. are illegal. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay. Alrighty. Whatever you need to tell yourself. It's like the people who are like, please support my small business. Off I go to Starbucks. Um, okay, I'll leave you with I that. I find this note. I have yeah, a great note for a book I'm going to write. You have to wait for it for the next episode because we're already too far in. All right. Bye. <laughs> Straight cut off. Bye. See you next week. Bye.